And Father, we thank you for the gift that, uh, that Susan is to you as your daughter, first and foremost, and to us as a friend and as someone who has great compassion, who not only sees the, the, the mass of people who need you, Lord, but she sees each person. She sees each heart. So God, thank you for her. And would you, would you just speak to us tonight through her? Would you flow freely and powerfully through her ton- tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome Dr. Susan Richards. Thank you so much, Brent, and thank you to everyone in your church family. I'm just so touched and happy to be with you tonight. This is a very special evening for me to to be back here at Blazing Fire. I just loved my first time here. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. So as as Brent mentioned, um, I'm Dr. Susan Richards, and um, I have kind of an unusual unusual background in that I'm both a medical doctor and also an ordained minister. Um, I'm just curious how many of you are here for the first time where the ministry that I do is, is new for you? And then how many of you have been here before? Oh, awesome. So we don't have too many new people. It looks like most of you have had a good introduction to my ministry. So I won't actually spend a lot of time on my background because I spent time sharing that with you last time. For those of you that are new, just to give you really a very quick introduction, um, as I mentioned, I'm a medical doctor and I am an ordained minister. Um, I started out in the medical field rather than as a minister who became a doctor. I was a doctor who became a minister and had a wonderful um, medical career. I'm based across the bay in the mid-peninsula and had a large practice for some time that I really enjoyed doing and did a lot of teaching, a lot of consulting. It was really a very full kind of a medical career. Um, I was on the clinical teaching faculty at Stanford University's School of Medicine, and I'm currently in ministry at Stanford. I'm no longer at all on the medical side, but I love doing ministry there. So that was kind of, for those of you who are new, kind of the, you know, the, qu- the quick version, and what I had that I, th- that I knew was very special coming into the medical field was that the Lord really did bring me in through his heart and through his, Brent was, Pastor Brent was using the word compassion. He, that's really what he was bringing me in through. I wasn't even planning to be a doctor. I was going to be a language professor in college. I had no plans to go into medicine at all. And then in my junior year of college, the Lord spoke to me and said that he wanted me to switch my field and become a doctor. And I was very different than anybody else that was in medical school with me because they were all physics majors and biochem majors and um, engineers. And I was a liberal arts major who became a pre-med and got through, you know, did Again, the, through the Lord's blessing, I did well, really well. I did well enough in physics and organic chemistry and all the things that we have to take to be a pre-med to get into medical school and, 
And then the Lord started me on this path of his love and his compassion, combined with all the great medical knowledge that we are given during this training. So it was really a combination from the very beginning of his love and then the medical knowledge, which is really valuable. Um, it's a great thing to, to have an in-depth um, expertise in because you can do a lot with it in ministry. We're not really that capable in the medical field itself of doing the things we'd like to do because the resources we have to share with people are medications that are, you know, anywhere from not so good to so-so to, in some cases, quite good, like if you're eradicating an infection. Um, but that's really our resources, surgical procedures, chemotherapies, radiation. But we really are not schooled in compassion and love. That's not part of our training. So that's something that, for me, had to come in through the Lord. Um, but I loved my work and related very deeply with my patients, had a wonderful time doing it. But again, for those few of you that are here that are new, I made a switch about six and a half years ago. And at that time, the Lord spoke to me that he wanted me to do yet another, another change. And that was to go into ministry and become ordained. And as soon as I became ordained, his supernatural love and his miracles started to become a part of my everyday life in my work. Um, he guided me into the hospitals all over the Bay Area where I began to see supernatural healing miracles all the time. I was in the hospitals as often as three days a week, still doing my medical career and living kind of a, a double life. I had the, you know, the activities I was doing through my career and then experiencing through um, ministry just unbelievable miracles just right here in the Bay Area that were so incredible and so not part of what I had seen as a doctor that it was just amazing. And I just did it on faith. I just went into the hospitals, into the ICUs, into the critical care units, and just always on faith. I would go in there, just as I had done in my practice, he would have me love the patients create relationship, and then he would always show up and do these amazing miracles. So I would work with the most severely ill patients, the most um, impacted by illness. So I would see armies of people just healing of everything you can imagine that was a disaster. It was very different than doing, you know, a regular medical practice where someone who's diabetic comes in and you're, you're managing their blood sugar level. If you're focused on nutrition, you're going to do more nutritional and dietary counseling with them. But in the hospitals, you're seeing the people that are diabetic who are really, really um, severely impacted. They're awaiting amputations because the diabetes is, is so poorly controlled that they're going to lose you know, their foot or the lower part of their leg. Um, you're working with patients who've had traumatic injuries, but these are the ones who are quadriplegic. So, so the Lord trained me in ministry with just the sickest of the sick patients. And I saw him just 
do miracle after miracle where the quadriplegics would walk. I saw so many of them. I, I, I literally can't even... It's uncountable. It was amazing. Um, blind people seeing, deaf people hearing, flesh-eating diseases being eradicated, people falling off roofs and, you know, healing really fast. It, it was just case after case that was amazing. And I love to showcase these things. I've, I've brought a whole bunch of new pictures than the ones I showed you last time because the Lord is just constantly creating these amazing miracles for me to, to share and to um, show others the glory of his love and the, and the supernatural miracles that can be an everyday thing in all of our lives. Um, so I, I don't want to do a lot more um, background on myself because, again, most of you were here last time. And for those of you that are new, I just wanted to share that with you because it was just such a, a precious thing for me to experience in him. And I've never really known what, what was going to happen at each part of my career. There's been so many shifts going from thinking I was going to be a language professor to being a medical doctor to being a minister and, and even being in front of all of you. It just was never anything I ever thought I'd be doing. So just to share a little bit more with you, again, for those of you that are new, um, I was intensively doing this um, amazing ministry in the hospitals primarily, but also doing street ministry, um, being even in people's homes, and just having this amazing experience. And then the Lord was showing me that, that there was more that he had on his heart that he was planning for this ministry. So he did guide me to do a social media page. And for those of you that are new and haven't been with my ministry, again, that was a supernatural gift of the Lord. Not immediately, because um, I didn't really um, use the social media page the way he wanted me to. At the beginning, I just was doing a lot of health tips and had 10 followers on Facebook. And <laughs> it was really a struggle. And we, we grew so slowly after the first few months that, you know, I tried all kinds of things. I tried health tips, recipes, um, you know, beautiful pictures, all kinds of things. And it just, nobody was particularly interested. And I totally couldn't stand the page. It was just something I, it was like torture. <laughs> like I had to go do this this page. And then after a few months, he showed me that it was his page, that it wasn't my page at all, and that I was not using the page right, that the page was supposed to be for him, and that it was another way beside the hospitals and the street ministry to reach out to people for him and for his glory. And so I started to do that with the page, and it just went, uh, underwent a complete shift that I wasn't expecting at all with my 15 or 20 you know, followers, most of whom were my friends, who I kind of forced <laughs> to like my page. <laughs> and then I had a bunch of friends who wouldn't even like it. Like I'm literally getting together with one of my friends soon who's invited me to a bunch of parties who would not like my page. And I'm not holding it against him. He's one of my great friends. 
But that was what it was like. No, it was a, a page that nobody was interested in. And as soon as I gave it to the Lord, the page just took off. And I still remember one of the people that I was working with calling me and saying, we just had 350 people in one hour like coming on and joining us as you know, followers of the page. So we were getting thousands and thousands of people all of a sudden a month. Uh, 70,000 people a month. It was just incredible. Many months. And then, um, again, it was really just reaching out to the people through the Lord, offering prayer, offering um, words, words for them of comfort, words from his heart. And it just was an unstoppable page at that point. We would have, I think... We got up to having 800,000 people liking an individual post. Uh, we never, it was very rare to have less than 100,000 people as long as it was a post for him. And this was him taking over the page. It had nothing to do with me. And, and it just was an incredible experience. And again, what he showed me was it's not about effort. I had been efforting. And I had not put myself under the the wing, the shelter of the Lord under his love for a short time. As long as I saw that, that that was not how I should be doing things and I switched, then his great love just came through and he just started touching people's hearts. So I, again, I had the same experience with that that I was having in the hospitals, which is it's not about struggle. We struggle through our lives so much of the time when we don't put ourselves in his hands. And I see that particularly in my field of medicine. People struggle with their health issues. And everybody has them. Whether it's physical health issues or mental or emotional. It doesn't mean you're physically sick. It doesn't mean you're mentally ill. It just means that people struggle and that they are impacted and that their physiology and their body chemistry is impacted. And we do not live the lives that the Lord wants us to live in Him. Often it's our minds. Um, we have pain centers in our brain that, that are impacted by every pain you've ever experienced, whether it's emotional or physical or mental. And you could be a basically happy, joyful person, yet nobody has gone through life without pain. And it may be the pain of a loved one. It may be, the, I see that all the time where people who are in the ICUs, the families are so impacted. It may be that your pain is, is just, you know, kind of by osmosis off the, someone that you love and care about going through pain and your life is impacted. It just may be things you have no control over, you know, a car crash, a, a job reversal. But all of these things affect our health. That's what you need to, everybody needs to understand this. It affects our health and what we could have, which can be even better when we are completely conformed to the Lord. So those are the things that God was showing me during this time of, in a sense, training me. And, and he's continued. At each step, it's just been something new for me to, to absorb and to see that's what he wanted. And so we, we do have a school, 
And, and it's changed a little bit since I was here last time. And back in April, we just had started a, um, a medic, what we were calling the medical school of healing because it was medical and it was healing. And I was just, again, starting the foundational classes back at that time. We did four months of those classes. We had a medical class for most of the people in the class were not nurses and doctors. The teachers were almost all medical doctors. And the students, a lot of them were um, in prayer ministry. They were, um, they were participants in healing rooms, houses of prayer. We had pastors um, come into the class. We did have a, f- a few people marginally who were in the healthcare field. But we were there really just to train people in the uh, ministry how the human body works. In other words, I was taking it backwards from what I had learned. What I had learned was how medicine works, and then I came to learning how ministry works. And we were doing it backwards in the school for the most part. It was taking people who were totally devoted and dedicated to prayer, to seeing people transformed in the spirit, to seeing healing, but who were missing this part. And that's what our job was to give that. And it was awesome. And then I was teaching, as you all might remember, the healing supernatural prayer part. And it was still medically based. That's what the Lord led me to do. But it was process. And it was how you do it. Like, how do you actually help somebody to heal from cancer where they've been given like a death sentence by their own doctor? Because that's what we do in the medical field. We give the bad news. We're, we, and by, by and large, we're not here to give you good news. Mostly we give you, sometimes we give you good news, like, you know, your um, lab tests are better, you don't have an infection anymore. But a lot of what we do is limited good news. We don't ever tell you, you are never going to have lupus again, that you are cured. We never tell you that you are never going to have cancer again or never have anything again, really, because we don't expect that in my field. We, what we hope to do is to control your illness, to manage it. We talk about management. Cure is for the Lord. So again, we were taking everything backward from how I came into ministry. And, and so I was teaching in my class how you actually can combine medicine and ministry and the love of the Lord, always his love, along with this amazing technical information and see real miracles like I was seeing in the hospital. As I love to share, when the Lord would heal a quadriplegic, it wasn't like what we see in the medical field. Quadriplegics did not get better and then become quadriplegics again. It's not like they would their neck would all of a sudden, you know, pop out of place and they'd become a quad. They were healed. And it was awesome. Only the Lord can do that. Otherwise, we're just struggling for the rest of our lives with these broken bodies that are constantly working to be healed. But we've got to combine the body and the mind. That's the bottom line for what the ministry I do is all about. It's the mind and the heart 
and the physiology of the body all being healed in concert by the Lord. He is the healer. He can completely eradicate anything. He's taught me to pray that way. For those of you that are new, I just want to share with you that when I pray, that is how I pray. And I will pray down every chemical pathway when I'm working with um, a patient so that they are healed of, of the impairment, the harassment caused by the enemy. So everything that I understand as a doctor, I will pray into that person because it really, really helps when the heart is engaged and we're really talking into the love of the Lord. He, he answers. And when people come to me despondent and despairing, and the hospital patients were certainly that way because their doctors would tell every quadriplegic they were never going to walk again. Ever. It was very low probability. It was so low as to just, you know, don't count on it. Yet the Lord would heal them. He'd get them up walking, often in the hospitals. So he showed me that when you combine all of this, that miracles can happen. So I tell everybody from total faith and trust and having seen this happen many thousands of times now, that you are going to heal 100%. And why ever any of you are here tonight, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or you just are okay, but you want more. You want more blessings. You want your life more in tune with the Lord. You're going to get that 100%. It's just a question with him of the timing. Many of the people that I prayed over were instant healings. I have so many of these cases. But there were also many of them that were progressive. And I always want to encourage you, if you're struggling and things seem frustrating and slow, you just have to get through these strongholds. And, and my goal for each and every one of you tonight is that you are going to leave here, every one of you, feeling better than when you came in. That is what I want to see for each and every one of you. And what I'm going to do now is, let's see, is there anything else I want to share before I show these amazing um, testimonies? Oh, the only other thing I want to mention, because Pastor Brent was kind enough to mention um, the audio downloads that, that I've put together that are medical prayers and spiritual prayers, half hour to an hour long, for different health conditions. And we're getting great response back on people using them. Because... It's a way to just keep reinforcing against the strongholds. You can listen to this for a half hour. You can listen to it for 10 hours. You can just do it over and over again. And just, just the enemy will just push out of you. you he, the enemy cannot, cannot resist just the repetitive faith and trust and the, and the bringing you back to that place of perfect health that the Lord can do. He, is, he will not be able to keep you down. So the, these downloads are very helpful. And I'm also just now, literally this week, we've started a new program, which is an internship and an advanced training. And really, for this, anybody is invited. 
Um, our student body is invited, any of those that want to continue. And you're invited if you're certainly part of a prayer team or in ministry. But if you just have a heart for the Lord and you really want to be praying for people, we welcome you into it. Um, or if you just want to get on top of your own illness, that's another good reason to do this. It's a, it's a simpler program. It's once a month and um, for the big meeting. And we're also going to be, um, you know, having you be doing some, you'll be coached and mentored. And, and I do want to mention, as, as Pastor Brent mentioned, that for those of you that are wanting to do things more through the church, we're actually um, looking at doing something together um, that we're in process with that may be looking somewhat like the internship and it may be looking completely different, but it's really going to be that I'm going to be bringing this to you. For those of you that would like this here, rather than going over to, you know, the Palo Alto or Redwood City or Sunnyvale area, I'm really excited that we are really looking very much at doing something here to serve you all. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, the next thing I'd like to do is to um, go ahead and I'm going to share some testimony with you. And what I'd like is to just show a, a slide and then I'll let, um, let you know when we want to go on to the next slide because I do have some commentary. So um, let's go ahead. And so this is a slide of a, of a young um, girl who, who's just entering her teen years. And if you look closely at the picture, what you'll notice is what's behind her. Because what's behind her is a wheelchair. You're, looking at, you're not looking at a girl who's outside with a, on a park bench. There's not, it's not like just a nice chair to sit in. She, that's a wheelchair. And this little girl was crippled. And um, I happened to minister to her when I was... Um, the other little girl, I was actually babysitting for a friend that day. And um, so she's, she's precious. She's a little five-year-old. And so I was given and, and actually very strongly asked to pray for this other girl. And I'll share a little bit of her story with you because it's really a sad story given her age. Um, she should never have been in a wheelchair. This is a little girl who should have just had a normal, happy, young life. And she went in for um, what was supposed to be minor surgery. And the surgery was completely botched. And really bad news. And so she ended up really compromised and was put on a lot of medications including prednisone, which you all know what prednisone is. Anybody who doesn't? It's a very well-known drug. So it's a, it's a prescription anti-inflammatory medication. It has tremendous benefits for people when we use it properly. Often people will have, I mean, most, many doctors from various specialties use these anti-inflammatories like prednisone because they work, they're effective. But you, you have to keep the doses um, carefully monitored. You, you don't want to keep people on drugs like this for high doses for a long period of time. 
Normally we taper them down. If we start at a high dose, we taper down quickly. And, or if we have people on lower dose, again, we usually don't like to go out more than a month. And if people are needing this, you know, like a lupus patient or a patient with rheumatoid or whatever, or eczema, we, we tend to kind of have them on and off some of these um, types of drugs. What happened with this little girl was she was left at, on prednisone and other medications at high doses. Should never have happened. And she was completely compromised by this. She ended up in a wheelchair, um, gaining 30 pounds, severely depressed, her bones and her joints impacted. And so she was, she was very, very compromised. Saddest looking little girl. You can see she's starting to really smile. She's out of the wheelchair. She's smiling. She was walking around a lot. Um, this happened, I prayed for her. And, and she was able to get up. She bonded with my little friend. So they had like girl time. <laughs> and they played together and they... They had a really great time, and she started looking more and more like the little girl with the big smile. So it was really precious and a very beautiful thing. Um, let's go to the next slide. This is another similar kind of a case. This is an 86-year-old woman. And again, you're not looking at a regular chair. You're looking at a wheelchair. This woman was wheelchair-bound. She had a neurological condition that caused her to be, um, you know, crippled and in a wheelchair. And she was also elderly, so it's, it was a big deal for her to be able to get out of the wheelchair and walk. And I prayed over her, and the Lord is always showing me from the medical side what the person needs for their particular case. Because of her age, I had to build in the Lord strength and energy in her body. She wasn't 20 years old, where if you heal her spinal cord injury, she's just going to jump out of the chair. I was guided by the Lord. I had to pray for her very carefully and to, again, go into those chemical pathways that would build up her muscular strength, her energy. I couldn't just go... It medically, in the name of Jesus, jump out of the wheelchair. I had to pray over her with some different pathways. And not only was she out of the wheelchair, look at the next picture. She's pushing the wheelchair <laughs> down the street. Look at that. She, she was strong enough that she could literally push the wheelchair. You're looking at the back of her. So that was pretty cool. So let's go to the next one. So this is a woman who um, had had a massive stroke and she was um, um, paralyzed. She was crippled. She was in a coma for quite some time. And as she shared with me, um, when, she came, when she would periodically come out of coma, she would just cry because she realized that she had no function. She couldn't move. She, her face was droopy. Um, she couldn't talk. Her, her speech centers were affected. And she just knew she was in really bad shape. And I show this slide just to show, because those other two were like, you're looking at the miracle. You're looking at 
you know, people, they're out of the wheelchair, they're functioning, they're happy. I'm showing her to show you what it's like when a person who is paralyzed is just starting to get their function back. So I prayed over her and it was really special because she got her, her feeling came back, her motor function. This was the first time she could lift her leg. Look at the joy on her face, that's her niece. And look at the smile, that's what I wanted you to see, was the pure joy on their faces. Happiness, just, she was so um, grateful to the Lord for, for bringing her back, her feeling, her, her, her face straightening out, her being able to lift her leg. That's the hardest part of all for people when they're paralyzed. It's the last part to come back. In praying in the ICUs, the, the, often I would see the feeling coming back first with a quadriplegic, where they could start to feel again. And if they were in a lot of pain, um, the pain would go away. And then their upper bodies would start to move. And usually the last thing was the toes and the feet and the legs. Everybody's goal when you're quad is to walk again. That's, we, that's the completeness of the healing. And for those of you who were here last time, I was showing um, you know, pictures of, um, I can't remember who I brought last time, if I brought the mountain climbing, the teenager. So you all remember that maybe from last time, the teenager who, who was a quad in the biking accident, who was on the top of the mountain. Um, in victory with his mom. So he was a mountain climbing quad. Oh, just to, since you all saw his pictures, I just spoke to him not too long ago. This is a little catch-up that I was really excited about. And I happened to catch him right before he was leaving for college. He was, he was packing his car, his parents' car, and they were going to drive him off to a campus that was hilly. Now think about that. Here he is, a mountain climbing quadriplegic, who's now, who, if he had had the normal course, would be going to school, college, attending in a wheelchair, needing a lot of special conditions. And instead, he was going to a hilly campus with no bike, no car, just on his own. Walking on his own, and I was just so excited he was leaving. He was going to be in school the next day. He, he hadn't done physical therapy for quite a while. He was just on his own in the Lord. So I show this as kind of a, of a, this is what it feels like when you first start to experience that healing where, where she's not going to have to be in a wheelchair or in a walker or a cane and the Lord is moving her toward a beautiful healing. That's what I wanted to show you is the joy, the joy of that. So let's go to the next picture. Oh, my goodness, we did pack a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people who were quadriplegic on, on this. So this is a man who, same thing, he kind of makes the point that I made with the other woman. Um, he's a man who, who was typical of some of the cases I worked with who, who were gang-related quadriplegic. I worked with a lot of patients who had been um, either in gangs or had been um, drive-by shooting 
or the wrong place at the wrong time in the wrong neighborhood in um, Oakland or San Jose or San Francisco where there's a lot of gang problems. And so he was one of those. He had been shot in the neck. And he's another one who had this amazing healing. Um, When I first started to work with him, he was very seriously ill. He had such severe pneumonia that that he was just hacking away and super, super sick. I, I mean, that was almost the main thing I was focusing on was that rather than the quadriplegia. And over, within, just overnight, that was completely healed by the Lord. He just completely healed the most severe hospital-based pneumonia. It was like, I went back and I was just, it was gone. It was just completely gone. Then we started to focus on this. And we, I, I, the slides are a little bit out of order. Go to the next one. And you can see he, that's where he started. He kind of went from quadriplegia to paraplegia because you can see he's starting to get use of his arms. And he's, this is him when he's just starting to lift his legs. And let's look at the next picture. And again, you can see he's lifting his arms and he's lifting his foot. So he's, the Lord is giving him all of this function back. But again, for, for him, it was more progressive. The two women I showed you, the young girl and the, the 86-year-old woman, um, the Lord just popped him out just right there. Um, and he was more progressive because he was, you know, all of these people are, are in the ICUs. So for the Lord to pop them out... <laughs> When they're in the ICU, they literally have to be able to rip out their, the tube um, you know, that's linking them to the, to the breathing machine. They'd have to pull out their suprapubic catheter, their feeding tube, their IVs. And the Lord just didn't do that. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to freak out the doctors and the nurses <laughs> so they would never recover. Because <laughs> he could have. But he, did, he would do this amazing progressive healing where... A lot of the people I prayed for in the ICUs, they got off the ventilators, they, they, their feeling came back, they were moving their upper body, um, they might start to move their legs. And, um, but it was progressive, but complete miracle. And that's what I wanted to show you with him as the woman with the, the you know, severe issue with the, um, the stroke. So I love the picture because I love watching that he's moving his leg and moving his arms both. It's really cool. Um, let's go to the next picture. And um, so this is a picture that just happened um, just literally within this last week. And this is a girl who is, um, has cerebral palsy. So that means she was born um, in her as many of the cerebral palsy cases are, she was born crippled. And her legs were, you know, really pretty messed up. They were, you know, kind of torqued and, you know, not aligned properly. And so she was very compromised in what she could do. She really couldn't walk much at all. She couldn't walk. She was pretty, she was crippled from the cerebral palsy. So I was doing the kind of prayer that I do with you all. I was praying over, over a church. And what happened with her is she heard a lot of popping and cracking noises that happened in her legs as I was praying. 
and all of a sudden her legs realigned and they straightened out. And, and so right on the spot she could walk again. And it was just amazing because I watched her. She came up to me at the end and showed me how she could walk. And she was walking perfectly straight. It was just an amazing... This just happened. It was just amazing. It was an awesome, awesome thing. So I didn't even take this picture. This picture was taken by one of the people at the event and, and that got posted onto Facebook. I mean, that got posted this week. So, I mean, this is not a secret. <laughs> this is a wonderful thing. And, and I was so happy because she's so sweet and so precious and she was so touched and so joyful. That it was just a beautiful thing for the Lord to do right there right there on the spot, just sitting like you all, her legs popping and crackling. Let's see, do we have any other pictures? So this is a picture of a man who is um, a little different than the other pictures. He's a, a, a man who has very serious heart disease and crippling heart disease. I mean, he was life-threatening heart disease in his case. Um, he had very poor cardiovascular function, including an in incredibly serious case of atrial fib. And f as you all probably know, it's a condition where you don't have like the normal heart rate. For example, the normal heart rate that's a really good one would be 50, 60, 70 a minute. And with atrial fib, I mean, it's, we consider normal even higher than that, but it's not optimal. People shouldn't be walking around with, as far as I'm concerned, with 80, 90, 100 um, heart rate. But with atrial fib, we usually see 100 to 175. This man was 400. I mean, I've never seen anybody with 400 who's come to me. And he was, he was a disaster. He, he couldn't function, he couldn't breathe. He was, he, was, he was going back and forth to the emergency room, um, getting shots, getting, you know, electric, you know, his heart was getting shocked, and he just couldn't maintain it. So they were going to have to go ahead and do surger surgery with him. Um, he happened to um, end up, he's through a friend who's in ministry who brought him over to my house where we're doing a little bit of a prayer gathering, and he got prayed for there, and it just disappeared on the spot. Like, no more atrial fib. This man who couldn't breathe, who couldn't function, who couldn't work, he couldn't do anything. Um, he was ice cold. He, could, he was in terrible condition. The Lord just healed him on the spot. It's never come back. So I like when the, again, when the Lord heals you, you are healed. It's not the medical stuff where you're going to fall back. If you fall back, it's because there's a little more stronghold that's got to get handled. When he heals you, you're not going to get sick again. And again, for let's see, do we have any other pictures? Okay, so, so this is another picture of a woman who was, again, similar to the man I just showed you, where she was at one of our events, just like you all tonight. And so she's another instant healing in the Lord where she had blind, she was seriously becoming blind 
from glaucoma that was not responding well to medical treatment. So her vision was really going downhill. And again, just like the, the man I showed you, I was just praying over the congregation, and she felt a popping in the back of her head. And all of a sudden, like pop, 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 and all of a sudden her vision cleared. And her sight came back. And she went to her doctor not long after, and there was no signs at all of the illness. The Lord had completely healed it. It was just gone. It was absolutely gone. So I think she's the last picture. Is there anything else? No, end of slide. Okay. So I just wanted to show this to you. Um, it's, it's really fun for me because it kind of shows the, the various ways in which the Lord works. And, and I just want to keep reinforcing whether you have an instant healing of some major issue or you have a progressive healing where you end up in a fabulous, incredible place. It's all wonderful. I'm, I really am so big on praising the Lord for every little miracle that he gives us. Every one of them is perfect. And he has his own plan for each of you. He knows how he's going to heal you. And, and it's going to be perfect. So I'm going to be moving now into the prayer part of the evening. And I do want to, again, share with you that my goal in being here tonight is that every one of you is going to feel better than when you came. That is my goal whether it's an instant healing or it's a progressive prayer, that you leave better than when you came in, that you feel, whether it's a physical healing or, or a mental healing or a combination, that you are really having some traction for what the Lord wants for your life. We have to always keep remembering that illness and misery and suffering is there is only one purpose we have to always remember that it is the enemy trying to keep us from the love of the lord there is no other purpose for being sick it just takes you away it takes your focus away from what really is important which is your perfect beautiful loving relationship with the father that's the core of our lives and when we are ill, we get diverted because we are in pain. We lose our energy. We don't feel good. Things don't work in our body. And it's a bigger issue than almost anything else. I find that it bothers people more than other things, more than job problems, more than even relationship problems, more than financial problems when you are really miserable in your physical body, it's a really big diversion from the Lord. And it affects everything else. Because when you're strong and healthy, you can do anything in your life. If you have weaker areas, you can manage them. When you're sick, it's much harder to do that. So, so what I'd like to do tonight, as I have been doing lately, and that... Um, that you may remember is I've really been focusing more and more 
on the emotional, mental healing to begin. We're going to move strongly into physical healing. But if you're coming and the enemy is really impacting your mind and you are frowning and you, you feel like you're the exception, like you are double-minded, you know that the Lord loves you, but you don't know that the Lord loves you. How many of you have experienced that in your life where you have frustrating issues where you know the Lord is good and you know he loves you, but you're not so sure, where you get pulled into that double-mindedness. Everybody's had it. I mean, when my plumbing broke down, I think I had a few, (laughs) a few, Lord, you really love me? My whole, the plumbing of my whole house is broken down. (laughs) How could the Lord love me? So, you know, I got out of it really fast. But, you know, it's easy to fall into that kind of thing. And, And when it's prolonged, it makes it hard to, to heal. It makes it really hard to, to get where we need to get. The reason being for that, and I just want to reinforce this with each and every one of you, it's a very important point to remember. And if you're not coming from the medical field, it may be hard to remember some of these things. Repetition is a good thing. And um, just remember that the chemicals in your brain that regulate your entire body, your mind, your physical body, your thoughts, all regulated through here. And what you have to keep remembering is that the chemicals that do this are the same whether you have a physical problem or an emotional problem. We do not have emotional chemicals and physical chemicals. They are all the same chemicals. So if you are impacted in your mind, it makes it very hard to heal physically. And it makes it very hard to maintain the healing. So that's why it's really important to start with the mind. Because when your mind is unencumbered, you are 50% of the way healed. You're maybe 75% of the way healed. And it's stunning what the Lord can do. So that's where I want to start. And what I like to do, as you all know, because most of you have had your brain prayed over by me now. You all remember that, I'm sure. And it's a wonderful thing to do because every part of the body is impacted in a positive way from praying over the brain, the nervous system, the endocrine system. And, and it will definitely help you and get you on the path toward healing. The other thing that you always have to remember is that if you've been going to your doctor and you're on a lot of pills, and let's say you're on antidepressants or you're on anti-anxiety medication or you're on pain medication, and you don't feel well, you still don't feel as well as you should. And I see people like that when I do private ministry you know, or when I've done group ministry. You know, people will be on medication and they're... I was just working with one man recently who has um, OCD, he's depressed, he's, you know, he's just... He's seen a psychiatrist for like 15 years and he's not healed. The psychiatrist has run out of pills. (laughs) He doesn't have any more pills to give this man. And um, I was also approached recently when I was at a church... By a, by a medical doctor who had just completed his medical training 
and he couldn't go on. He said, I'm autistic, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm this, I'm that. And he was literally, here he is a doctor who's graduated, living in his parents' house in a bedroom, completely isolating himself. And, he, and it was really precious because I prayed for him and he, he instantly, in praying for his brain chemistry, felt a shift. And he said, this is the first time I'm feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit for years. He said, I don't even know why I went into medical school because he said, I'm so crippled. He said, I can't even do anything with it. And it was beautiful. He said, I can feel the Holy Spirit. And he just emailed me this week, a few days ago, and he said he's going off all his pain meds, or his, his, emotion, his, mental, medic, his mental meds. And he wants to don't give his whole life over to the Lord and, and be a doctor now. So it's really, really special. So that's the goal with all of this, is to make it easy for you. My job is to help you make these changes easier to, to stick, to help you get where you want to go by praying physically and spiritually for you through the love of the Lord, because that's all that matters. So that's what we're going to start with. And I do want to say one more thing. However often you could have your brain and your nervous system and your body prayed for, it will never be too much. It will only be not enough. We are all of us so traumatized by life, by the internet, by all this negativity that we read, by the hardships of life, even the most devoted Christian who walks in the love of the Lord, we constantly need to be healed physiologically and chemically the same way that we, we need to pray without ceasing. We need to be the persistent widow. We need to constantly be praying in the Lord. Same thing with our physical bodies. We will hold up better we will be stronger if that is healed as well. So, so let's go ahead and let's just start. And let's get into this place of prayerfulness and the Lord's love. And I'm going to begin the prayer process with you to do that special healing of the Lord for your foundational issues that we want to see healed in everybody and then I'm going to be calling up the prayer team. And then you're going to be praying doubly over it. The individual prayer through the prayer intercessors from the team here at Blazing Fire and, and a few of our own um, prayer people. And I will continue to pray. And you are the filling and we are the, we are the sourdough and the whole wheat bread. You're going to be prayed over <laughs> by, by all of us. And it's, it's really awesome to, to receive that. So, the, you know, there is one more thing that I want to do, which is, um, again, I just want to ask, how many of you are willing tonight to give a better mindset to the Lord than you came in with? How many of you are absolutely going to make a commitment in the Lord that you are going to let things fall away that you know are issues in your mind, that you know are your habitual patterns. Every one of you is different. 
I could ask each and every one of you, I could get a hundred different answers. Some people are going to be in fear as their fall, fall place. Some people are going to be in panic and anxiety. Some people get angry too often. Some people feel rejected and abandoned. It's endless. And what I'm, I'm giving you as a challenge, again, is that promise to the Lord that you are going to leave here having received the prayers and that you are also going to participate in the process and that you are going to leave here promising the Lord you're not going to go back to those things you know are not conformed to him, that are not of him. And again, the prayers are to make it easier for it to stick so that we continue to heal the wounded part of your brain, your body, so that it's easier to make that transition mentally. So everybody again, yell out if you're willing to do it. Just say, Lord, I'm willing to, I'm willing to get rid of the garbage. I'm willing to throw it in the fire. I'm willing to get, I'm willing to just conform to the love of you, your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your truth. That's the truth. Beautiful, beautiful. That was wonderful to hear all of you just throwing away in the fire, John 15, all the twigs. So, so let's start now. Let's start that process in the Lord for each and every one of us, all of us here tonight. So, dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, and most of all, your love. Your love, Lord, is so beautiful, so nurturing, and so kind. And each and every one of us was created by you in your love. There is none of us here that is unworthy, and there is none of us here that is more worthy. We are all of us special and precious to you. I love that you are a creator of everything, creator of the universe, creator of all people, but that you relate to each one of us individually, with the deepest love and knowledge of how you formed us. And when we are not totally and completely conformed to the perfection of how you created us, that is only from the enemy. We were created with the perfect blueprint of you, Lord. So this is a wonderful time for us to all be together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Each and every one of us, we are family here because we are family in the Lord. And he wants us to love one another as we love him. So he wants our heart deeply touched as we're sitting here. Any hardness of our hearts, any coldness, or our hearts being shut down or wounded, that's not of him. And we just want to let that go because that is the lies of the enemy working in your life, 
if he's brought you into despair or judgment or harshness or self-pity, victimhood, whatever the enemy has done, we just want to let it all go. Just leave it behind. We're not even going to leave it here in this beautiful church sanctuary. It's just going off to the Lord to just be, be gone, just like John 15, where the twigs got just thrown into the fire so we could conform our minds to him. It's the same thing tonight. We're just conforming our minds to him. We're not going to keep these twigs. They're the garbage of the enemy. We just let them go. And Lord, I just thank you because your goal is to have every one of us uplifted in you. And, and I want to begin to pray into each and every one of you, into your brains and into your minds, so that you are coming into a greater and greater place of balance, of his love and his goodness to have the healing that he has for you. So, Lord God, I just want to pray into the foundational level of the brain and nervous system of each and every one of you that is sitting here tonight. It's just a precious gift of the Lord to receive that from him. And, Lord, I just want to pray that your healing and your love your rivers of living water, your shining light is just coming into each and every one of you and that you are starting to feel the peace of the Lord coming upon you, gentle and loving, moving through you into every part of your mind and your brain. As I explained last time I was here, we have a very complicated brain that the Lord created. It's a three-part brain. And the main part is called the cerebral cortex. And it contains lobes of the brain, the frontal lobe, the parietal lobe, the temporal lobe, the occipital lobe, and deep down within the brain, the limbic system, where we regulate through the Lord's creation our moods, our thoughts, our emotions. And right there in the limbic brain is our hippocampus, the memory circuits that contain all of our memories, even going back pre-birth, when as soon as our brain and, and our nervous system developed and, and our capacity developed, we started to have memories very soon in our lives. People even instinctively know what they're coming into when they're young even, in the way they react instinctively to their parents. It's amazing how the Lord created us. So all of this is in that limbic system. The, the generational curses are there in the in the hippocampus. It's there on a memory basis. What you bring in from your family. Um, the amygdala, one of the pain centers, is there. And the endocrine system, 
that regulates all of your endocrine glands from your body, the hypothalamus, the pituitary, the pineal gland, it's all contained in, a, in that area. And I'm just praying, Lord, that you flow gently and lovingly into all of these parts that make up 85% of the brain. It's huge. And we need each and every one of us to have this functioning in the most perfect way in the Lord. Just perfect healing of all of these parts because our memory is contained here, our intelligence, our giftings, our, our capacities to do all kinds of, of different functions and even our relationship with the Lord is contained within centers in this part of the brain. He created us to have such a variety of function through chemical pathways, through centers. It's amazing. And I pray into the midbrain and the hindbrain, which regulate our ability to move, to balance, to walk. Um, Our ability to on an unconscious level, regulate our heart, regulate our lungs, our blood pressure. So from top to bottom, everything is contained within that, that part of us. And Lord, I just pray that each and every one of us, wherever we've had trauma, injury, just too much life stress, Um, poor diet, um, you know, body blows that have come along the path of just living. Lord, we want to repair all the brain, every part of it in each and every one of you so that your brain gets stronger, your brain gets healthier, and it be created the way that the Lord created you, restored, healed, in the name of Jesus. I want to pray into the little foundational blocks of your brain, which are the neurons, the cells of the brain. Remember, we have almost a hundred billion of these. It's amazing. We have trillions of cells, and we have almost a hundred billion neurons in our brain and nervous system. And I want to pray for each and every one of you into the neurons and that the receptor sites on the neurons that bind to those crucial chemicals called neurotransmitters be healed as well. Those are some of those chemicals that you have that regulate your mind and regulate your body at the same time. And when you have illness, You are walking around with these neurons being coded chemically through the neurotransmitters for illness. There are many examples of these. Whether you have um, Lou Gehrig's disease, your neurotransmitter called glutamate is sky high. You are completely out of balance neurologically because your glutamate levels are too high and your GABA levels are too low. If you have Parkinson's disease, your dopamine levels are too low. So these neurotransmitters are out of balance 
to one another, often with disease. We see that over and over again in my field. So it's crucial, Lord, I pray to you that all of the the neurons of each and every one of you be completely balanced in terms of the neurotransmitters. This is crucial for your physical and your mental health. We have classes of neurotransmitters. We have those ones that shut us down and inhibit us. And we have those chemicals that speed us up and that are excitatory. And when we have mood issues, they are out of balance. When you are too much in inhibition, you feel slowed down, you feel depressed, sad, grieving, hopeless. You're kind of victimized. You know how in the medical field we always talk about cancer victims? That victim word, that victim mentality, comes from too much inhibition, too much making you feel like you're powerless, like you, however it's going to show in you, isolating yourself, just feelings of, this isn't going to happen for me. Whatever it is, that's what the enemy has done, which is to throw you off and throw you into too much of an inhibitory mindset. On the other hand, if you are too much in excitation, you are over-revved. You're the person that is going to fight to the end. You're never going to give up. You're just going to fight till you literally collapse. That's the mindset that can come off of too much excitation. Or you may have panic or anxiety. You may be, but it's, but it's more that over-revved, that, that feeling of being out of control. Maybe your heart is racing, you're breathing too fast, you tense up, you constrict, you contract. Those are all things we see more with <clears throat> too much excitation. And some people just flip all around. They, they go from being depressed to being anxious to, you know, just one or another state, but it's not the Lord's state. So, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that each and every one of you come into that place of perfect balance in you where more and more of your time is as you committed to do to the Lord with the Lord tonight, that you are going to give him the gift of his heart, his beautiful heart of the Father, which is to give him your love and to give him your commitment to being in that place that he wants you to be, uplifted in him, letting go of all of the negativity, the negative mindsets, the negative thoughts, and knowing that that's where he wants you to be. And if the lies of the enemy try to come in and push you back into that other place, which the enemy always does, at least occasionally, um, it, you just need, however you're going to do it, to just even do inner self-talk where you just keep coming against the enemy and and repeating to the Lord that you know he loves you. You know you're important to him. You know he wants you to be healed. 
and that you do not give the credence to the enemy. It's a two-way street. The Lord will love you with all his heart and uplift you and heal you. And then we need to give that back to him, which is to give him our heart and to give him the positive thoughts of our mind. So, Lord, I pray that for each person here, that this be made easier because of the shifting of the chemistry of their brain toward health, toward balance, toward wellness. Lord, I pray that for each and every person here so that we are peaceful, that we live with peace of mind, trust and faith, joy, happiness, energy, vitality, excitement about our lives, and most of all, your love. So that's what I pray, Lord, for each and every person here, however they need to be healed and balanced to make this work. And I also want to just take a few minutes to just pray over your pain centers because a lot of people come to these these kinds of healing events in physical pain, whether it's a sore shoulder or a sore back or... Um, sore fingers or, or chest pain from angina, from heart disease, or tight chest from asthma, There's, or um, cramping of the digestive tract or menstrual cramps. The enemy will do anything to get your attention with pain or just the abiding emotional pain that the enemy gets at you with. So I just want to spend a minute and pray into the pain centers, just heal it in Jesus' name. The insular cortex, the anterior cingulate cortex, the amygdala, I just want to pray for each and every one of you that that be healed in the Lord. We know from the medical research that with mental, emotional, and physical trauma that those centers are traumatized. They are harmed physiologically. That is what we see in the medical research. And we want this healed, Lord, for everybody, replenished in you, made new again, so that there's no longer all this pain that's in these centers, traumatizing them, making it difficult. So I want to pray for a total healing. And also, Lord, that the chemicals of peace the chemicals that relieve pain, just nurture and replenish in these centers. And throughout all of the parts of your nervous system that, that regulate pain, whether it's the somatic nervous system on the surface of your body, the autonomic nervous system that regulates um, the organs deep within your body, the spinal cord, the thalamus. There's just a whole circuitry. And I pray that every one of these parts is just flowing and replenished with GABA, with serotonin, with taurine, with beta endorphins, oxytocin, vasopressin. There are many chemicals that the Lord has created that will take you out of pain and that will that are much more powerful than any drug that we can ever give you in the medical field. 
These are your own beautiful chemicals that relieve pain. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you be constantly replenishing these chemicals. And I ask, Lord, that you take the neurons and that you also take them through a process called synaptic pruning, where, Lord, you just prune away all of the neurons that are from the past, the neurons that are dead, that are dying. There's also a process called apoptosis that does this medically. We understand this medically, but it's what the Lord does. Again, it's like the hippocampus or the limbic system healing where you're just throwing in the fire those things that are not of the Lord. And there's many levels on which he does that within us. And he does that through synaptic pruning as well. So I'm just praying all of these different ways over you right now that he is freeing you, healing you, blessing you and loving you. And now I want to ask that the prayer team come up and that you um, come and be ready to pray for any of you that want individual healing. I just want to let you know um, this is on, it's being taped, and so you can listen to it later, blazingfire.org. It'll be up in a couple of days, and so you can keep refreshing with this and as she keeps praying over us. So I just want to invite any of you that want to come up for individual prayer, whatever you want, we're just here to do. I'm going to continue to pray foundationally over you because I want you all to have the medical part as I did last time, it's very important that you have this. It's very important that you be blessed by the Lord with this. It will make everything else heal more quickly. So I just thank everybody here tonight who is part of our team, whether you're part of Blazing Fire. I see some of our own people here tonight. And so I'm just going to continue to pray and that you just can be prayed over very much for the specific issues. I want to take a few minutes for all of you to pray foundationally into the DNA of your bodies. We hear a lot about the word DNA in ministry, but I do want to make a few points about it that are very important for you to know and understand which is when we use the word DNA, we're talking about a part of your cell that codes. It's the software of your cell. It's the instruction manual for every part of you, whether it's your height, your hair color, what illnesses you are more predisposed to. And what you have to realize is that the DNA is contained within 23 pairs of chromosomes. And all of these come from your parents. You do not have any of your own DNA. When you are born, everything you have is a pass down from your family. People don't necessarily realize that 
when you are born, you are born as the product of the generations before you. And some of it is what we call generational curses. And as doctors, we don't call it generational curses. We call it taking a family history on the medical form. We do your family history because we want to see what in your family you're predisposed to. Did you have early heart disease in your family? Did a lot of people in your family die before 60 of heart disease? Do you have diabetes in your family? Do you have cancer? Do you have depression, addictions? We're looking at that just kind of to get a sense medically of what you're coming from. But from the spiritual side, that DNA with many benefits that come through us to our family also contains what we call the curses, the pass downs. And all those generational curses do is make it easier for the devil to get in and harass you. It's just an easier path to diabetes, an easier path to autoimmunity, an easier path to, um, to all the things that the enemy wants to harass you with. So I want to spend a few minutes for every one of you to take that out of being a pathway for the enemy. So for each and every one of you, I just want to pray into every cell in your body. Remember, you have trillions of these cells, trillions of cells, and, and every one of them contains the DNA, the chromosomes, and the genes that are, that are made up of this foundational material. You've probably all seen pictures of DNA on the Internet, or, or maybe you've taken a biology class or something where you've learned about it. But just remember that structurally, what you're dealing with is a, is a ladder-like structure. It's a double helix with spokes of the ladder that are base pairs. And so what we need to heal in each and every one of you are the mutations that occur in this material. There is no cancer without genetic mutations. It does not exist. You have got to have a mutation or series of mutations in your DNA and even sometimes in your chromosomes to even have cancer. When that is healed, you cannot have cancer anymore. It's a foundational way to pray against cancer. Just for those of you that are here tonight with cancer, in curing you the way the Lord cures you from cancer, I just pray against the oncogenes that cause unregulated cell growth. That's what the enemy creates in this crucial part of your DNA instruction manual. So the enemy um, stimulates oncogenes and he shuts down the genes that should be working, the, the tumor suppressor gene, the DNA repair gene, the apoptosis gene, which causes regulated, healthy cell growth are shut down. So in healing you, I pray for any one of you here tonight 
that that be reversed. I pray that the oncogenes be completely destroyed. And I pray that those other genes that you need be turned on. That is what I want for each and every one of you, that whatever you have been miscoded for, where your instruction manual is faulty, that your DNA of every cell in your body, the helical structure, the double helix is going to be restored now. Because when the enemy is there, he creates mutations in that DNA. He creates duplications. He takes chunks out of your DNA. He translocates your DNA. He does all kinds of changes in your DNA that make you miss code. And I am praying that all of these things just be perfected in him, this double helical structure, just be brought back to the perfect, the perfect structure and content that you were born with. And each and every one of you is different than everyone else. That you be given the perfect DNA and chromosomes in Jesus' name, the perfect genes. I want to pray also for one other foundational thing, which is very crucial for your healing, no matter what it is. If you are not healing the way that you want to heal, and you have done everything, you've been to your doctors, you're taking medication, maybe you've had surgical procedures, you've been prayed over, you've done it all. What may be part of the problem is that when we move from the DNA to the cell itself, that there can be so much damage in the cell. The cells contain little parts, functional parts called organelles, and the mitochondria of the cell is crucial in that it, um, it takes the raw materials that we take in through oxygenation, through our diet, through um, different raw materials, and, and that is a part of the cell that allows us to make chemical energy. Adenosine triphosphate is kind of the universal um, energy molecule from which everything occurs, including healing and repair. If you're not healing, we need to heal your cellular structure itself, and we need you to be able to make huge amounts of this I want to pray that for each and every one of you because then you self-repair in the Lord. Then you have true healing. Very important. So I want to pray that for all of you that any damage to those cellular structures of your body, and you have damage if you have autoimmune disease, if you have cancer, if you have neurological disease, if you have... Um, any and every kind of, you know, structural disease where you have, you know, problems of your bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons, joints. I mean, I can go through the list endlessly. But wherever you have been um, traumatized by the enemy, your cellular structure itself is not functioning normally. Otherwise, you don't have illness. You are perfect in the Lord physically and mentally. So in every one of you, 
I want to pray that your more than trillion cells be healed functionally and structurally. And Lord, only you can do this. We, there is no way we can do this medically. Impossible. So I want each and every one of you to receive that gift. It's going to make healing easier for you. That you be uplifted in the Lord and you make so much ATP that you're making 10 times what you normally would make, 15 times, and that it's going to help you heal. And it's going to make you more energetic. It's going to give you good things. It's not only going to heal you from illness, but it's going to give you capacities to do more things, to climb more mountains, to do more things in your life that you'd love to do. Maybe you'd love to play the piano. Maybe you'd love to, to paint or you'd love to ski. And there's just not enough of you or you're too, you're too impaired by the enemy and you just don't quite have the, the strength or the time to do this. And I just want to pray this as a blessing as well, not just a traumatic healing, but that he raise you up and so that your capacities become greater, that you can do things like, like the fellow that I showed last time I was here, the 16-year-old climbing the mountain, quadriplegic climbing the mountain. You could never, ever... Christopher Reeves never climbed a mountain again. And he had, remember, millions of dollars given to him for his healing. And he never got anywhere. He died crippled from his accident, from the quadriplegia. But the Lord healed the teenager that I showed you, and he was able to climb mountains again. So I want to pray that into each and every one of you because it's going to give you more strength, more capacity, strength, mental strength, physical. And I want this for each and every one of you in Jesus' name. So I would like to pray a little bit more. Actually, why don't you all start even telling me what you want some prayer for. Just yell it out if you want. You know, any of you have quadriplegia? Can you show me what you can do with your arms? So you have some function, but you like more. Good. How many of you have sleeping problems? Tons of you have sleeping problems. You know, it's one of the most common issues. doesn't even matter what your other issues are. How many of you have pain in your muscles or your joints? Anybody here with pain? Lots of people with pain. How many of you have anybody with cancer here tonight? Couple, not as many people with post chemo. Okay. For what? What type of cancer? For breast. Okay. How many of you are here with autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, eczema? food allergies, asthma. I mean, it's a long list. Um, psoriasis. Autoimmunity is where your healthy tissues are attacked by your own immune system. Shouldn't be doing this. It should be 
attacking viruses and bacteria, f- fungal infections, um, even cancer, your own immunity should be coming against those things that are not of the Lord, not of you. With autoimmunity, the enemy takes over your immune system and you start having chronic inflammation of all those tissues. It's the hallmark of autoimmunity. There are over 80 autoimmune diseases and they're so common. A lot of you here, I'm seeing different hands go up for different ones of these. And I want to pray into the process of how the enemy creates autoimmunity. Because every one of you, it doesn't matter if it's in your joints or your muscles or, you know, pressure points like fibromyalgia is another autoimmune disease or your digestive function, your irritable bowel syndrome, it's another autoimmune disease. Um, It affects different parts of your body, but it does the same thing. So let's just, for all of you who have that, let's just pray together for a minute over this. I just, Lord, want to pray against the process of autoimmunity wherever it has landed in the body of my friends here tonight. So I just pray that the pain and the swelling and the stiffness and the dysfunctional chemicals like series 2 prostaglandins, um, interferon and interleukon, the cytokines that get triggered with autoimmunity, doesn't matter where it is in your body. I want to pray against all of those chemicals and the whole process of chronic inflammation that you are struggling with. And I want to shut that down in the name of Jesus. And I want to pray for you with the anti-inflammatory chemicals where you have had series 2 prostaglandins, I crush them in the name of Jesus. And I pray that your own body replenish you with a different kind of prostaglandin called series 3. And those are the ones that are anti-inflammatory. So I pray in the name of Jesus for each and every one of you that the peace of the Lord just flow into you. The GABA, the taurine, the serotonin, I just pray that into you and that you just let it flow through you because the peace of the Lord will start to take away the stiffness, start to give you flexibility and comfort and ease wherever it is that you need it so that your joints, your liver, your kidneys, your thyroid, your bones, your, your muscles, your ligaments, they just start to soften and cool down in the Lord and just become more supple. And just let the Lord work on you and flow into you and just know that He loves you and that whether you heal instantly or it's progressive, just be in faith with him because he can heal everything. I've never seen anything that he can't heal. Sometimes you require just some patience for this, but he is acting on you. And I am setting the stage 
with these kinds of prayers so that your body can rebalance and start to have the chemicals of healing, not the chemicals of trauma and pain and suffering. Many of you raised your hand over sleeping. And I want to pray for all of you that are having sleep issues as well because it's so common, it's so common to not be able to sleep. The enemy loves to attack sleep because it's easy to attack people when they're not vigilant, when we're, we don't have our normal defenses up. So I just want to pray for you because when there are sleep issues, the brain chemistry is often reversed. When you should be going into inhibition at night, you should be calming down and everything should be slowing down for you. You should be producing melatonin from the pineal gland. It's, in the, it's that part of the brain that is there to create deep, peaceful sleep as the light fades and the darkness comes up, we make more melatonin. And I pray in the name of Jesus for all of you that you are making your own melatonin the way the Lord created it to be. You're also, during that time of the night, your inhibitory neurotransmitters are supposed to be coming up as well. And so that the GABA, the taurine, the serotonin, everything that's supposed to calm you and quiet you down is also activating. The autonomic nervous system as well is supposed to be going from sympathetic where you have energy and, and you're alert and awake more toward parasympathetic which is calming and peaceful. So you have a whole series of chemicals that engender peaceful sleep, whether it's melatonin or parasympathetic nervous system or whether it's um, just those neurotransmitters that are quieting. And that's what you're supposed to have. You're not supposed to be waking up in the middle of the night just popping awake where all of a sudden you're too alert, your mind is turned on, and you're, you're mentally just thinking too much. Some of you may find you can't even sleep at night because you, your mind won't turn down at night. You just start to, to rev up when you should be revving down. And, and if the enemy has gotten at you with bad dreams or nightmares, and that's how he's affecting you, I pray all of this out in the name of Jesus for you so that when you wake up in the morning, the right chemicals turn on so that you can go more into balance, more into sympathetic, more into those chemicals of activity, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, glutamate, that those turn on during the day and that the inhibitory chemicals turn on at night, and that you be blessed by the Lord so that your sleep-wake cycle 
is just the way that the Lord created it to be. Deep, peaceful sleep at night and waking up feeling great during the day. I want to pray over those of you that have come here tonight with neurological conditions, whether it's all memory loss starting or Parkinson's or ALS. I just want to pray for you in the name of Jesus so that you just begin to have your brain chemistry come into balance so that you start to feel well. If you have Parkinson's, I pray that your dopamine levels in the basal ganglia and substantia nigra come up. If you have ALS, I pray that your glutamate levels come down. If you have memory problems, I pray that the acetylcholine, which is a, is a neurotransmitter that regulates memory, turns on for you. If you have brain fog or forgetfulness, or you just go through the day feeling mentally foggy, I pray for dopamine for you, and I pray for acetylcholine. Any of you here tonight with heart or lung issues? Anybody at all? So I want to pray for the perfect healing of your heart. I want to pray over your, the whole heart, whether you have atrial fib or blocked coronary arteries, or you have congestive heart failure or valve disease, I want to pray that the whole system be healed in Jesus' name. I pray for the chambers of your heart, the atria and the ventricles, that they contract and release and that they are able to pump blood into the lungs and into, the, into your whole body just the way that the Lord created it to be so that you are healed in the Lord, so that your coronary arteries open, so that the electrical system of your heart regulate itself. And I pray this in Jesus' name. I pray this for you so that the valves of your heart be healed, so that the blood that comes from all of the parts of your body come into the right side of your heart and then move into the lungs, pick up oxygen, deposit the oxygen into the left side of your heart, and that that is then pumped throughout your body and gives you oxygen and nutrients and red blood cells and white cells and platelets. So it's a circuit. It's a beautiful circuit that the Lord creates. And I pray for every one of you that the blood, again, come in on the right side, go to the lungs, go back to the heart, and then move out perfectly throughout your body, giving you energy and oxygenation and red blood cells. And I pray for your lungs as well. I pray whether you have emphysema or bronchitis or pneumonias or um, asthma, I just pray that your lungs be healed and that you are taking air in through the large tubes called the bronchi, the going into the bronchioles, and then into the terminal airways. 
I pray in Jesus' name. We have 300 million of the terminal airways. And I pray for each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. So I pray. Bless you. Thank you. So I pray for each and every one of you that your heart be healthy, you be breathing well, and I take away in the Lord all the inflammation because a lot of heart disease is inflammatory, lung disease is inflammatory. So I pray against inflammation of your blood vessels, of your valves, of your lungs, so that you are healed and replenished in the Lord and strengthened. I just prayed for a woman yesterday um, back a while, a little while ago, not long ago, who has five stents in her heart. She has congestive heart failure. She has terrible heart function. And I prayed over her at one of these meetings. And she went back to her cardiologist. And her heart, he said he had never seen a healing like this in his whole career. He said over and over again he was so happy he had never seen anything like it. And that was from the Lord. The Lord did an amazing healing of her. And her cardiologist just couldn't even, he was just stunned by what the Lord had done. It was amazing. How many of you have digestive problems? Anybody here with digestive issues? So I just want to pray in Jesus' name, whatever it is, whether it's from in the stomach, the esophagus, liver, hepatitis, liver problems, gallbladder disease, gallstones, diabetes, um, pancreatic insufficiency, the inability to create insulin properly or insulin resistance, or the inability to create enzymes, digestive enzymes, or bile, or just poor digestion in the small intestine, malabsorption syndrome, food allergies, um, inflammation of the small or large intestine, irritable bowel, ulcerative colitis, GERD, acid reflux. I'm just going top to bottom. I just pray in Jesus' name that every single organ that makes up your digestive tract go through the perfect function where you go through acid phase of digestion in your stomach. Your food moves through the pyloric valve and goes into the small intestine and that you are creating perfect, perfect digestive enzymes, bile from the liver, all of your food being emulsified, broken down, absorbed and assimilated perfectly and that you have the chemicals that will support that. Our intestines are like our brain. We call the intestines our second brain. The chemicals of our brain are identical to the chemicals of our intestinal tract. So part of restoring balance is to create that in your digestive tract as much as in your brain. So I just pray that for each and every one of you that needs that in the name of Jesus. 
I wanted to spend a few minutes for any of you that have bone disease, joint disease, muscle issues, ligaments, tendons, and I just want to pray into the muscles themselves that all the pain and discomfort that you are feeling, wherever it is, spasm, contraction, I want to pray for every muscle fiber of your body that it just soften and elongate and just become flexible and supple instead of tight and tense that your muscles just start to let go. And I pray that the fibers start to just move apart and that all, every muscle fiber of your body comes out of too much tonus, too much contraction, or even too little tone. We want the perfect balance for you. And in doing so, we want it in your ligaments, your tendons, and all of the joints of your body. I see many people where they have muscle and joint disease, conditions like fibromyalgia, and I want to pray in Jesus' name for each and every one of you that is struggling with pain and contraction and difficulty even with range of motion where it's hard for you to move parts of your body because they're stiff, they're rigid, they're in pain. And I want to pray that the love of God replenishes your cartilage replenishes the cushioning of your bones, replenishes the bones themselves. When you have arthritis, you wear the bone away. And so I pray that the bones themselves that have been eroded be healed. I pray that the cartilage be replenished in the Lord and the nerves themselves that are impinged by the contraction of the muscles or the bones that they start to release. And so any numbness or tingling just start to fade away. I pray realignment of everything, bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons, joints, everything realigned in the Lord. Sometimes I think I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I've prayed over so many bones, so many muscles and joints, and seen so many of them heal. You can all be healed. And what we need to do now is I have to start to wind down the evening because we're coming toward, moving toward 9.30 and, and I was told that we need to just kind of move toward finishing up the prayers. Just everybody that needs individual prayer just kind of move forward. We need to just go into completion mode. And how I want to finish the prayers tonight is to pray into each and every one of you, not just healing from illness, healing from pain or trauma, but I want you to be blessed and transformed by the Lord in every part of your life so that those things that are not of the Lord, that have made life difficult in different areas, just be soothed away, just healed by the Lord, 
so that you are uplifted in everything that is of Him, in everything that you need, that you be blessed, that you be completely uplifted in Him, that the, that the heavens open and they just pour out the blessings of the Lord onto each and every one of you, and that if you have issues or problems that need solution, give it over to the Lord because He can do a better solution than we could ever come up with. He can, he can create outcomes that are better than anything you could ever want. Give it all to Him. Let Him love you. Let Him heal you and bless you and totally be with you every minute of every day, just loving you and blessing you and being with you. So I just want the blessings of the Lord being with you, and I want to end the prayer that I'm doing, the corporate prayer, by reminding you of the promise that you gave to the Lord, just reminding you that each and every one of you promised that you are going to leave here better than you came in, that you are going to give everything to Him, and that you are going to partner with Him and constantly focus your mind in the most positive way that will please the Lord greatly, because that's how He wants you to be. He wants you to be positive. Even if you're feeling some emotional or physical pain, He wants you to move through it and just focus on His love and just uplift your mind. It will work. It will change your body chemistry. Every time you smile, you completely shift the chemistry of your body and your brain. If you just walk around looking silly and smile, because we all think people look silly when they're kind of walking down the street smiling. I mean, it's really funny, like, you know, we think like that person's crazy. You know, they're walking around smiling. That's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be smiling. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be uplifted in Him. So use your mind that way and and that is the promise you gave to him, however each of you need to do it. So I just want to bless you and send you my love, I, my love to each of you, and I pray his love. So, so blessings to each and every one of you. I know that we're kind of at the end of the prayer time, and, and I will need to be leaving now, so I want to just give my love to all of you because I have, thank you, because I have to be up super early because I'm going to be at another church where I have to do an early service that's far away from where I live. So, and I'm far away from here. I have to get back to the mid-peninsula. So, and then get to bed. So I'm going to be, I just want to bid all of you sweet dreams and blessings and good night 
and I can't wait to be back here again. I'm really looking forward to being here with all of you and just want to invite you to come back, come back when we're doing more of these events and just just be prayed over, over and over again this way because it, it's of the Lord. It will bless you. And I just thank you in Jesus' name.